Friendshipping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. This episode is sponsored by Overcast. Trin is eating chips. I didn't realize how loud that it was. That was amazing. Be. We're leaving it in. This episode is sponsored by Overcast, a better podcast app than whatever you're using right now, unless it's Overcast. Get Overcast for free on the App Store and get some chips from any grocery store near you. I can't help that these are delicious. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This, this is Friendshipping. And the theme this week is that awkward conversation you have to have. It's going to suck. Friendship between humans has many benefits, but sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. Jen. Hello. Good morning. So you know tarot cards. Yeah, I'm sort of familiar. Okay, so tarot cards are a way that people, uh, I don't even know, it's like an entertainment device in which you like learn stuff about the your future, yourself, the future. So there's this app called Golden Thread. And a bunch of my friends were like posting like the card because you draw a card every day and it'll tell you how your day is going to go. Mm. Blah, blah, blah. Which is very nice. It's cool. Do they all say your day is going to suck for every person in America? Here's the fun part. That's not true for everyone is true for me. Oh, I've been using this app for nine days and I've gotten one good card and it was the day of the plant swap because I went to a plant swap, <laughs> saw some plants. And so the problem is that they're all really negative, but they're all really accurate. Oh, no. Let me let me, let me me show you. I got to show you this. How accurate are we talking? Are they just vague enough to be accurate? I'm onto your tricks, tarot cards. <laughs> so I think that that is definitely partially true. Yeah. But I will say that, like, look at all the sad faces. <laughs> because all of those cards re- look reverse this, this reverse like, reverse reverse looks, reverse this looks like a depression app an app for tracking your depression it's an app for making me really upset about how my day is about to suck <laughs> and can and, we have an example can you read one yeah okay let me pull up the one for today the knight of swords reversed oh no no direction disregard for consequences unpredictability Though you are exuberant and it is difficult to match the excitement you have, that's me, Yeah, you know, your desire to act and to achieve your ambitions have led you to lose focus and therefore scatter your energies without a coherent plan. You are not taking into account the consequences your actions could lead to, meaning that danger could very well lie ahead. That is rude. That's that so thing, mean. That whole thing that you don't ta- care about your consequences. Fuck you. You don't care about your consequences. And I was like, I feel pretty negative about this card. <laughs> I'm unpl- I'm displeased. So, but the problem is that, like, I do so you know because you know just like every other millennial, I do hate myself to a certain degree. Of course, you know. So, like, so every time I get one of these negative cards, I'm just like, yeah, absolutely, I yeah. am the worst. I agree, and I feel like I should just delete that. Yeah, I was about to say that. I but, mean, okay, if this uh, this app is actually making you feel bad, you got to delete it. If it's making you feel bad and slightly entertained, I think you have to keep it. So it's a combo. So yes, it's making me feel bad. Yes, I am slightly entertained and amused by the fact that my life is bad. But also the third thing is that so every time I read a shitty card, it makes me be like, I have to fix something. So like I got the card and then I was like, I'm going to work ahead on this project. And I've never been so caught up with work and like all my projects than I have with this app that tells me my life is bad. Whoa. I know. So it's like maybe. So if you want to get all mystical about this shit. So maybe the spirits that live in my phone. Really, what they want is for me to try hard and succeed. Oh. And they know that the way to do that is to neg me. 
Yeah, I was about to say, it sounds like your phone is like a 19-year-old college boy. It yeah. learned what negging is. And it'll be like, you'd be so much fun to be around if you had prettier hair. Oh, my God. And you know what? I just got a haircut. And I'll tell you what, I am a little more fun to be around. <laughs> so it's like, okay, you know, don't neg people. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying this is not an advertisement for negging. But I, I think I'm cool with the spirits in my phone negging me into writing the newsletter a few days early. Oh, I like that. <laughs> you, uh, you already worked hard before the stupid app. Thank you, Jen. Yeah, okay. I might be against this app, but for the sake of the show, it's funny, so I think you have to keep doing it. Sorry. Okay, I'll, I'll update everybody next week as to how the spirits have Yeah, I hope your luck turns me. around. God, you know what? I got into it because, as you know, I love Winona Earp. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, uh, science fiction show, Winona Earp, set in Canada. And there's a, a beautiful main character named Kate. And there's this, they, they oh, got her outfits. She has the best I was outfit. about to say that. Her clothes are incredible. Her clothes are super good. And so I was like, oh, I'm sexy, vampire, psychic Kate, and I'm tarotting. But, like, I'm only foretelling my own doom. The end. I love when a TV show inspires you to dress a little differently. Yeah. Happens to me all the time. Yeah. Not today so much. Today was kind of like, what's going to, you got to, you just got to, just got to put some clothes on. Let's you just clean. Gotta, Smells nice. Yeah, I'll just, I'm just going to do the thing. Um. I really didn't want to get out of bed, but I did. <laughs> and I don't like to swear around the word hero, but yeah. here I am recording this podcast, even though I didn't want to get out of bed. You know, uh, heroes are made every day. Mm-hmm. They're made, not born. In the heat of fire of battle getting out of bed. Indeed. So, Jen, <laughs> it sounds like it was difficult for you to get out of bed today. You know what else is difficult? Uh everything yeah <laughs> uh, getting out of the shower also uh having an awkward conversation oh my god this first question so good i am really excited about this first question so before we get into the first question i want to say something to the asker oh okay so we're gonna be a little hard on this asker oh you're gonna hate us but here's the truth though i have been in this situation before in like in my youth i guess <laughs> yeah yeah so like i'm mean, I, technically younger than you were today fair yeah and i feel you i feel you on this and i want you to know that you are not bad we're going to help you. Just take this all in stride. You're going to come out the other side. All right, Jen, let's fucking do this. Hi, Jen and Trin. I'm going to have another crunchy. Do it. About four months ago, I met a really great friend with pronouns he slash him on an art group online. We started messaging each other often on Facebook and Skyping on occasion. However, I'm currently living with my fiance and partner of over eight years, and I haven't yet disclosed exactly how close I've become with this friend. I know that my partner has female friends that he messages, including some he met online, but somehow it just feels really awkward to bring up my own online friendship. I have it in my head that he'll get mad and that I've been talking to some guy behind his back when it's not like that at all. My partner is a kind, loving person, and I know he probably wouldn't react that way, but I keep avoiding bringing it up. It's definitely my own feelings getting in the way since I felt this close to a man who I was in a relationship with, and that within itself makes me feel guilty towards my partner. I want to cue my partner into this new friendship without feeling guilty for hiding it from him. I'm hoping to invite this friend to our wedding, so maybe that would be a good time. Any thoughts or advice would be greatly appreciated. Thanks so much, she slash her. Oh, goodness. Uh Oh, oh, this is so bad. Okay, so first of all, you're not you're not alone in this. This is a thing that is fairly new. Way back in the day, people would send like illicit letters via the post. (laughs) You know, like that, like that's a thing. But um, this is new. We have new access into other people who are not in our immediate lives. We get this beautiful curated version of them and they are around all the time. If you want to seek out a deep, meaningful friendship with somebody of the gender that you prefer, 
You can very easily do that on the Internet now in a way that you were not able to do in the 90s. The 90s, simpler times, no one wore seatbelts. Okay, so we aren't going to go all Mike Pence here. No. You should be free to have friends of all genders, yes. any genders, and hang out even one-on-one on, one on one with some of the gender you're attracted to. <gasps> even go out to dinner. Oh, my gosh. Gasp. But the odd part here is the secretive thing. Yes. Whether or not you intended it to be secretive, it really just got and got away from you. So I guess I would ask, how would you feel if your partner was having a long-term friendship with the gender they were attracted to and you knew nothing about it? And it's not cool that you tried to equate your partner's female online friends with this. Because it's not the same thing. Because it's not. You're right. You're right. You're right. Like, one, your partner is open about who he talks to, and you are not. <laughs> yeah, you're not. Okay, like, it's odd that you Skype and stuff, and you live with your partner, and they don't know about it. Yeah, like, you have to literally be talking behind his back. Yeah. Literally. Okay, so here's something in the language of the this that I noticed when I was reading it, Trin. It says, Four months ago, I met a really great friend, dot, 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 dot. However, I'm currently living with my fiancé. Why is there a however? Why is that connected in any way? Yeah, what's the however mean? However, I also have this fiancé. However, I have a dog named Mavi. However, I have a million plants. Like, these should not be related in this way. And they are, and you know it. Yeah, if you're fighting against what we're saying right now, like, seriously, try to stop lying to yourself for one second. Oh, it's going to hurt. I know it's going to hurt. You're going to have to look at yourself and self-reflect. And that sucks. Oh, it's the worst. It's the worst. We Okay. And and again, I want to say we're not trying to moralize about this. We're not trying to like do a judgment or whatever. We could not give less of a shit who you talk to, especially if they make you happy. But let's put this in a different perspective. Okay. So you talk to your partner differently than you talk to a friend that you've had for decades. They are different relationships to you. Which is totally okay. They are different and they are intimate and they are special. But there's a reason why you wouldn't need to hide that relationship. And now you've got this person who's only been around for four months and you've been hiding it from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you were like, I'm definitely not going to tell my partner about this. But some part of you kind of just decided not to. Right. And in the metaphor where we're talking about this friend of decades and decades, that friend is filling a void in your life that your partner can't fill. Your partner cannot talk to you like somebody you've known from kindergarten. And that's okay. However, it seems that this new friend is filling a void in your life that you are embarrassed, you are feeling guilty about, that, you're, that it, you know it would upset your partner that this other person is filling that void. That's what I think. Yeah. Here's what it comes down to. You're conflicted right now. You just are. You wouldn't write to us if you had totally okay feelings about this. Right. Like, you know, this isn't something here is off. And I, oh, this part's going to hurt if you're even still listening. I, I, I mean, like, I would have shut it off. Yeah. I, I want to do what I want and not listen to good advice. Yeah, I know. Okay, here's what I know you want, Oscar. You really, really want to be the exception to this rule. You really want to be the one time this isn't weird. But we're going to tell you it's weird. It's a mistake is like kind of unfolding here and then you have to solve it and it's gonna suck and okay this what's happening here doesn't mean you don't love your partner it no, doesn't mean no, you no. shouldn't marry your partner uh -huh. no absolutely not we will not put boundaries on that kind of thing it does mean you got some shit to work through something's going on here yeah so let's talk through some warning signs that we already know are present in your question or some things that maybe you haven't crossed off this list yet and also bear in mind these warning signs these are just signs that there's something that's there to figure out again i want to say this over and over again we're not saying you're a shitty girlfriend 
or this friendship is wrong or your relationship needs to end. It's just that something needs to change. And we don't know what that is, but it really needs to change before you get fucking married. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And, And there is nothing moral about staying with a partner who doesn't fulfill you. Yeah, don't do that. And for other people who are listening who may have this, like, para-romantic situation happening in their lives, just go over these warning signs. All right. So warning sign number one, you felt the need to hide this from your partner. Okay, like, you don't have to disclose every single aspect of your life to literally anyone, you know, but you're about to marry someone and this person doesn't even know that this important friend in your life exists. I mean, when are you Skyping? He's got to be out of the house. Right. I don't get that part. Yeah. That just feels odd to me. Another warning sign, Trin, I love that you that you noted this. They could be filling a void in your relationship in a way that, oh, this is going to hurt, in a way that veers on replacement. Yes. You have friends, like we said, that they will fit your life in various ways, and that is super good. But there is a reason that you never said to your partner, wow, I met this person in my online art group, and it's so awesome to have someone to talk to about blank. That's a really good conversation to have with your partner. Your partner would want to know that, but you didn't have that. In a healthy relationship, in a relationship where everything is okay, that conversation would have happened a really long time ago. Like immediately. Uh, Turn this next one. This is what hurts. So this is what sucks here. Whether or not you meant to do this, you almost definitely set aside some time when your partner was away to talk to this internet bud. Yeah. Okay, let me take a quote from the question. I have it in my head that he'll be mad that I've been talking to some guy behind his back when it's not like that at all. The problem is that it's literally exactly like that. That is what happened. You have been talking to some guy literally behind your partner's back. (laughs) And it doesn't matter that you feel so close to this person, that they're a really good friend, that you need them in their life. Those things can be super true, but you still have been hiding this from your partner. Yeah, all of that can be true. If this is really as innocent as like getting on the phone with your cousin, then why do you feel the need to hide? Exactly. I mean, that's what it comes down to, right? Man, okay, so here's the advice we're going to give. Go to therapy. Yeah, it's time. Yeah, it's just you got some stuff to work through. And again, it doesn't mean you should break up. It doesn't mean you don't love your partner. It doesn't mean you can't have friends. But it means something in you is conflicted and unhappy or not fulfilled or you want a new friend and for some reason didn't tell your partner about it. Like... Something's off balance here. Think about it this way. There is no possible conversation that you can have with your partner that is not going to go really poorly because you're taking this from a zero to 60. The zero being like, you don't even, who who is this person? To, I feel very tenderly about this person to the point where I want them to be at our wedding. That's a really enormous step. I have close coworkers that I would not invite to my wedding, you know? Right. And Jen, I remember you mentioned. Oh, man. Oh, man. Okay. Say it. So, say okay. It. So I'm going to say this because I know the Oscar's not listening anymore. Yeah. The Oscar is definitely not. Ready? Ready? Going to drop a Jen truth bomb and you're not going to like it. I'm talking for cover. You want to invite this person to your wedding to alleviate your own guilt. Yeah, I really do think that that you is You think, true. well, they're at my wedding, so, like, obviously there's nothing romantic there. Right. False. But- have you ever seen a movie before? We've all seen at least one movie. <laughs> God, it's so true, Jen. <sighs> the other thing is that I, it may be that you are not clicking this together, that this is 
not super kosher within your relationship because it may be that you don't feel sexually towards this person or you don't feel romantically towards this person. Maybe it's just you feel romance or, or you feel just sex or you feel, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I do. I mean, that's totally right. You might not be attracted to this internet bud at all. Yeah. But you might really enjoy talking to them about something you can't talk about with your partner. Right. And that would be fine if there wasn't this like really behind the back thing starting to unfold. Yeah, man, I I really hope that we are being super clear. And I know that we've already said this before, but it's so important to me. Intimate friendships are amazing. And intimate romantic sexual relationships are also super great. But these are not congruent. They are not fitting together. Okay, like, like, yes, you are doing this is a problem. So the next step, you, we, we've mentioned therapy. Therapy. Maybe couples therapy. I know very happy couples that go to couples therapy. Maybe that's why they're so dang happy. Could very well be. Yeah. That. Yeah. Let's talk about like, okay, so saying like, oh, go to therapy. I feel like that's the good advice, but it's also not specific. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's say what the next steps are. Okay. The first step, I think, is go to therapy because... We want you to be able to sort out these feelings. We are completely unable to go inside of your brain and be like, why are you doing this? What is happening? A therapist can do that for you. Have you talked to any of your like close friends about this? They may be able to provide some perspective. Yeah, I think that's good. I mean, is it totally secret? Do other people know about this friend? So that's the other thing. Like, if you're not telling even your really close friends about this, like, you're deeply lying to yourself. Yeah, and man... It doesn't make you a bad person, but it does make you a person. It makes yeah. you a human that makes mistakes. Yeah, Trent, I love what you said about a therapist can help you organize. A good therapist can help you organize the why and the because and the what to do now and uh, with hopefully without much judgment. Right. That's kind of what therapists are there for is to do that without judgment. The one thing I can say for sure is that you should not just drop this conversation on your partner. Like, the last thing that you should do is turn off this episode and be like, honey, I need to disclose this to you right now. This is a conversation that's going to require you to have to, you you need to put like a week of thought into this. Like, sit down, put together an outline. And also, I don't want you to feel like you've got to like gently break it to your partner that this is happening. Like, that's bad that you have to think that at all. Yeah. I mean, you, you in your heart feel like you're delivering bad news. Yeah. Because it is. That's, yeah. Ouch. I think it might be time to even talk to, oh, man, actually, maybe this is the starting point. Uh-oh, what? Talk to the friend. Like, talk to the the internet para-romantic friend that you have. Yeah. Like, can have you expressed to your friend that how awkward and difficult it's going to be for you to talk to your partner about the relationship that you've had? Your internet bud should feel bad about that. Yeah, I mean, okay, your internet bud must know that you're affianced, right? Because you want to invite them to the wedding? Yeah. What are those conversations like? Why does the internet bud get to know who your partner is, but your partner doesn't get to know who your internet bud is? Yeah, that imbalance is very unhealthy. Oh. Oh, man. And like, again, this is not like we're not making a moral judgment call. Everything that you're doing is human and normal, and you just need to sort it out before you lock yourself down to somebody. Yeah. And before you feel worse. You know, we're thinking of you, too. You do not sound happy. You don't sound happy in any aspect of this. We also want to acknowledge that having somebody who sends you cute emails and somebody who can, like, talk to you on Skype late at night or whatever, like, that's fun. Yeah, doesn't that kind of make break up the tedium of, like, being an adult? Right. Like, you feel good having this romantic component in your life. 
Are you not getting that from your partner, one? And two, are you okay with not getting that from your partner? Because we're not going to lie. Like, being in a long-term relationship, like, you're, it's a beautiful thing. And you have this golden, beautiful glow being with somebody long-term. But, you know, it, it is different than having, like, a first kiss. That's exactly right. Man, like, my partner of, like, 10 years is, like, the light of my life. But we still shouldn't, like, work from home on the same day. Right. Because we, like, get on each other's nerves by, like, 2 p.m. Like, that's just life. And that is life. Maybe you need your partner to flirt with you more. Or maybe you need to start reading romance novels and not judging yourself fucking for it. Oh, that's great. Like, there is— Get your kicks. Get some goddamn kicks. Play some Dragon Age. Have sex with a dragon. (laughs) Get on AO3, archiveofourown.org, and read some fanfic with some, like, fingering in it or something. I don't know. Spice up your life in a way that makes it more fun. Yeah. Like, like there are healthy ways to feel those feelings— in a way that you don't need to hide. Also, like, if you read romance novels and hide it from your partner, that's really not a big deal. Yeah, that's kind of adorable. Like, you're not you're not involving a third party. <laughs> exactly. Man, when I have fanfic open on my computer and my partner walks by, I slam my laptop close and I go, don't look at that! <laughs> <laughs> I remember I was playing uh, Dragon Age Inquisition and uh, my partner at the time would, like, walk past the door and I'd be like, no, this is... <laughs> this is private. I'm having time with Blackwall right now. I will be back. Yeah. You that's know? delightful to me. <laughs> and it's totally innocent and like and that's a way that we can kind of all get behind. The problem with involving a third party is that it seems clear that your partner is not somebody who would be open to sharing you in that in that way. And maybe you want to be shared. Maybe you want to share yourself. That's another conversation to have with your partner after you sit down, put together an outline of the stuff he needs to know and go to therapy. Yeah, that's great. Oh, man, that would be such a fun, like, turn of events if this unfolded into, I want to sleep with other people. Yeah, or I want to have free reign to flirt with who I want online. Like, that is also a totally okay way to take this, dude. Yeah, absolutely. It would seem from the question that this is, that your partner is not open to that. I feel like you would know. Yeah, yeah, I feel like there's just conversations that aren't happening. Like, I feel like this friendship got away from you and you need to start taking responsibility and take the reins and think about what you want. Yeah, man. Uh, I hate saying this. My last piece of advice. I think you should talk to your online friend and suggest taking just a week long break to collect your thoughts. I was also going to suggest like it's time to it's time to pull back. Yeah. I mean, I think that would be if I was in this situation, I think after two podcasters yelled at me, I think (laughs) my first thing would be like to unsubscribe. And the second thing I would do would, like, pull back from this internet friendship. Yeah. Yeah. Again, and we're going to close with this. Ultimately, in conclusion, as we say, take care of yourself first. You are not happy. In one way or the other, whether it's you are not being fulfilled by your partner or you need to find other outlets or, like, maybe it was just a mistake in the beginning to not tell your partner about this friend, something is off. And we need to solve that. This is not going to be solved with a sit-down conversation with your partner tomorrow. This is something that you need to solve within yourself first and then bring the solution to your partner. Yeah. Okay. So one more thought I just had. Oh, do it. Try to resist the temptation to have your partner comfort you. Yes. Because that's exactly what I would do. I'd be like, like, the first thing I'd be like is I did something bad and I want you to know I love you and just tell me how much you love me and we'll be fine. That's not really their job right now. Yeah. And you you might want to, if you had this conversation tomorrow, you might want to soften it. You might want to say something like, oh, I met this this person on my in my art community online. I would love it if I could have them at our, our wedding. No. 
That is not the full story, and that doesn't solve dick. Good job, Trin. Yeah, that's going to be, if I had to bet, I would think that would be the thing you're going to do. Don't do it. Because you're a human being, and you've made mistakes, and you're going to want to make some more, because that's what humans do. Right. Now is a great opportunity to change course. Solve it. Oh, God. Question two. There's just so much lighter. Yeah, this one's way more fun. Dear Jen and Trin, I have a slight problem and I'm hoping you'll have some advice. First thing you need to know about me is I work from home. For about eight years now, I only go into the office twice a week. And while I love working in my pajamas with a dog at my feet, it is taking a toll on my ability to function in social situations. Now, I was never terribly confident with strangers, but I have had a series of customer-facing jobs that required social skills. So I do have the ability to be charming if pressed. That said, there is one social situation I can't avoid and which makes me incredibly nervous every time getting a haircut. Haircuts for those with long hair take a long time, and invariably I end up having to make small talk with a stranger while they poke my noggin. Small talk, yelled over hair dryers, sometimes awkwardly repeated to a person who will always be cooler than me. Jokes that wither in contact with the air, it's bad. And what's more, haircuts for curly girls are almost always disappointing. And since I'm not a good liar, I'm basically making small talk while nursing a growing panic as I eagerly await the moment where I can overpay and get the F out. Since I can't stop getting haircuts and I'm not in a position to cut my own hair, I'm hoping you have some advice. How can I minimize the stress that comes with getting a haircut? Other people seem to enjoy being pampered, but for me, it just turns into having to entertain the person and pay for it. Thanks for all that you do. She kept uh, complimenting us, but I've decided to not repeat it and just keep it in our back pocket. Yay. Thank you for all the compliments. You're very nice. Let's talk about your hair, girlfriend. Man, this is so endearing, and I totally get it. Uh, same. Big yeah, same. First of all, know that you are not alone in this feeling. There is a special kind of extended professional small talk that is just draining. Like, it's not like you're buying a coffee and exchanging pleasantries and then getting out. It's like you are sharing. It's like sharing a long car ride with someone. Like, certainly that will drain your social batteries. Yeah. No, I I completely agree. I I find it interesting, having read the question again, because we read the questions like a million times before we answer them. I'm realizing that it seems that you go to a different hairstylist every time you get your hair cut. Oh, yeah. That's a good point because they didn't say my haircut person. They right. said like, they were like talking generally. Right. They're like a stranger, et cetera, et cetera. I think that the first piece of advice I'd like to give you is I think that you should consider sticking with one person because then they can get used to your vibe. They can get a sense for they don't like talking. Because the other thing about like, okay, I my friend Lauren uh, cuts hair and is amazing at it and cuts my hair. And uh, I get the sense from her that it's it's also part of a hairstylist's job to talk to you and make things less awkward because they are the professional and you are in their office. Yeah, the power dynamic is is worth noting there. Yeah, you're in their office. Yeah, yeah, and and again, like you mentioned, like you you pay them. Yes, that is also true. So I I think it is not unfair to make your p- parameters clear in a polite way. Yeah, and you can do that. You can do that. Yeah. It's okay to be quiet. You can be polite and not talkative. I love that. Yeah, that is so important. Like, even if you're not a chatty person, that doesn't mean you're rude. It just doesn't. And you definitely don't need to yell over the hair dryers. No, 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 no. Let's just talk a couple of scripts. How about? Yeah. So things things to say when you're like really just can't talk when you don't want to talk. Do you want to go through the scripts or do you want to be the hair cutter and I'll tell you to stop talking to me? I'll be the hair cutter. Should I be good? Good at listening or bad at listening? Um, how about a mixed bag? Okay. Just react like like a person. I'm a snip, hair snip. cutter and my name is Cher 
Bondalone. Cher Bondalone. Nice to meet you, Cher. Welcome to my humble haircut salon. Hi. Have a seat and I'll put the the cape thing on you. Thank you for the cape. (laughs) How are you today? I'm okay. I'm pretty tired. Oh, you're tired? Were you up late? Oh, yeah. Honestly, I'm really tired. Do you mind if I just close my eyes and daydream for a while? I'm so sorry. I'm just not feeling social and I'm so exhausted. Oh, that is totally okay. I would actually love a break. Oh, from talking to people? I imagine that Yeah, that's all I do all day. Okay, then I'm going to stop talking too. All right, everyone shut the fuck up. Sounds great, Cher. (laughs) There should be a silent salon. Oh, my God. There should be. There's got to be a market for that. So let's say let's say that we've accidentally started a conversation. Okay. So where did you eat dinner last night? Was it good? What'd you get for what kind of apps and zerts did you get? Oh, I honestly I can't hear you that well over the hair dryers and like all the snipping and stuff. Um, it was some Italian place. It, it doesn't matter. I don't really want to yell right now. Let's not talk. Oh. Okay. Yeah, it's, that it's, sounds fine. It's literally nothing about you. It's just, it's literally that I I can't really hear over the dryers and it's annoying to yell. And I you're g- lovely, by the way. I gotta tell you, I've been on my feet for nine hours. Some silence sounds nice. Oh, you, I Also, I have some ibuprofen in my bag for your feet. You want any? That sounds great. Will you be my best friend? Yes. Let's shut up and do hair. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's do one more. Okay. Um. So this is going to be... You, you've shampooed me, and we are walking over to the, the chair. The, the chair. Yeah. Hey, have a seat. Okay, so what, what, uh, what can I do for your hair today? Um, you know, I'd like maybe a, an inch off the bottom. As you know, I've got very curly hair. What's your experience with curly hair? Oh, I'm a curly hair expert. People say I'm the best curly hair person in Chicago. What do you do for a living? I have a weird tech job. Honestly, it's a lot to explain. But we got a long time because you have a lot of hair. (laughs) You're so sweet. I appreciate that. And I also appreciate that you're so good with curly hair because I did my research and I found you on Yelp because uh, other people with very curly hair recommended you. However, I have to say this. Yes. My jaw hurts from eating so much corn nuts last night, and I just need to relax my face for a while. I know this sounds really ridiculous, but, like, have you had corn nuts? They are very crunchy. I was actually about to ask what a corn nut happens to be. Oh, corn nut is um, a piece of corn that is, uh, so they soak it in water for several hours and then deep fry it. So it's huge, but it's, like, really hard. They're delicious. They're that like, sounds amazing. Are they salty? Are they sweet? Yeah, yeah. It's, like, salt, fat, and carbs. Anyway, again, my face, like, genuinely hurts, and I'm going to bring you some corn nuts next time I'm and here. And I'm going to get you. A nice pack for your jaw. You're the sweetest. <laughs> Turn so, that I, that corn nut thing. That is real. I knew it. Yeah, I no. fucking knew it. Yeah, uh, Alex bar- brought me a huge bag of corn nuts one night, <laughs> and uh, then I was just like, you know, you're having a day from politics, yep. and I was like, yeah, yeah. I need to deliver fat into my body in a way that is very effective and efficient, efficient, quick, yes. quick. I need this now. So I just horked them. Horked them down. Horked them. Maybe it maybe took me maybe 10 minutes to finish the bag. Tops. Oh, no wonder your jaw was sore. Got to work out. It was not good. But so I, again, all of these conversations that we just had are they're a little silly because me and Jen are a little silly. But the common thread between all of them is honesty. OK. And compliments. <laughs> so like I noticed that I always said, thank you for being so sweet. Thank you for being understanding. That's really so good, Trin. Like reinforcing the like, hey, it's there's nothing wrong here. Yeah, it's not. It's literally not about you. It's about me and my dumb face from eating corn nuts. <laughs> it's from me and my like dumb idiot. I didn't sleep last night, so now I'm so tired and I can't even think. And also, when she asked questions, I either answered in a way that indicates that I'm tired and I don't want to talk, or they were short answers. Yeah, exactly. And you were not impolite at all. 
thank you. Yeah, like, that's great. And also, you know, in at the end of the day, you're going to have to talk to your hairstylist at least a little bit. And it sucks and it's going to be tiring. But remember that, you know, they're just a person who just has a job that's different from your job. Just talk to them like a person who has a job that's different from your job. Yeah, I think that's great. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sorry that you're sleepy and that it's hard for you to socialize. I feel you. I really do. But I also feel like one thing you need to bear in mind is a lot of people feel that way, too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of people work from home. A lot of people spend time alone with their pets and their pajamas, as you said you do. Like, these aren't, you're not, like, shocking us with the fact that you don't, like, talking, getting your hair cut. I'm right. like, yeah, that makes sense. Some yeah. days I like talking, some days I don't. And if your hairstylist isn't quite fitting that thing that you need, then your hairstylist isn't working for you and you should find somebody else. And like we mentioned at the beginning of the question, sticking with the person who knows you is so good. Because once you find that person who's good at curly hair and who is cool with you not talking and they do exist, I guarantee you they are out there. Remember their name, remember where you went and ask the salon for the days that they're in so that the next time that you want a haircut, you can be like, cool, I know that Cher is in on Tuesdays. Yeah. Find the personality fit. Yeah. Yeah, that's part of a service job is finding a personality fit. Yeah, and you do have to do the little bit of awkward work of being of explaining your personality, which is, sorry, I'm not chatty. You know, this actually just came to mind. So like every week I do like bar trivia with my pals. It's like it's like our Wednesday night thing. And, you know, it's like it's not immediately after work, but it's following kind of, you know, it's the middle of the week. Everyone that comes has a, a job during the day. So they come like, no one's eaten dinner yet. So we always end up having a great time. But when people sit down, they go, oh, yeah, I'm not chatty yet. I need a beer first. Or I'm not chatty. I'm going to look at my phone for a while. And, like, no one cares. Like, it is, like, so normal to not be chatty. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I think that's it. I think I think we did it. Yeah. Man, I hope that both of these askers still like us. I think the second one will. I hope so, too. They both seem like perfectly reasonable, nice people. Yeah. Just like all of our listeners. I love to compliment them and make them stick around. <laughs> well, this has been Friendshiping with Jen and Trin. Uh, if you would like to ask us questions about friendship and kindness and politeness and awkwardness, you can at friendshipingpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to buy our stuff, you can at thefriendshipingstore.com. Oh, and if you want to follow us on Twitter, sure. That is also a thing you can do at do friendship or at Jen Dangerous for Jen and at Trin and Tonic for me, Trin. Pew, pew, pew. Man, I, I threw a bunch extra in here this week. Are you feeling good? I'm feeling You're doing extra. a great job. Yeah. Tarot's not getting me down. <laughs> uh, what else? Oh, thank you to Lauren Gallagher for designing, to Molly Lewis for singing, to Ian Parman for editing, and to our audio daddy and podfather, Alex Cox, for making the studio run. And thank you for listening. You're welcome for talking. Do friendship at the problem. Do you want a scalp massage? Uh, not, eh, not particularly. It's cool. I'm, you know, I'm going to go out after this. Oh, so. where are you going? Oh, I'm going to go take a nap and be alone. Oh, really? But, but I want to do your hair all fancy. You Feel free to do my, my hair all fancy. You know what? This is not going yeah. well. Let's start <laughs> Let's start over, Cher Bondalone. <laughs> <laughs>